A smuggling operation goes wrong! A critical battle is waged on Mandalore! Key decisions are made and more as the Sky Guys are back for week 5 of Ahsoka 101! Alright, we are back here on the Sky Guys, week number 5 of Ahsoka 101. We are closing out the Clone Wars era of Ahsoka, and we're getting a little Tales of the Jedi action here. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. Joining me today, the man's voice in your narration every single week, Pete Constantine is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well. Um, as you can see, I have a different background. Uh, I want to give credit to AP Tyler 308 on Reddit for making this. This is pretty cool. I'm assuming it's an X-Wing cockpilot, right? It kind of looks like that yeah. just from the engines. But uh, Zoom got rid of their stock photos, so I had to kind of make a make a move here, make a call an audible and get something right before the show. So uh, glad to be here. Glad to talk more Ahsoka with the new background. Yeah, a lot of fun here as always. Also with us today, uh, the, the Martez brother who we never met, Nick Freyetta is here. Nick, how are you? Doing, doing well. Um, season 7 and a little bit of uh, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, we've reached somewhat the end of our, not officially the end, but somewhat the end of our Ahsoka 101. And feels good. Yeah, it's the end of the first phase, Nick, because we have a Rebels yeah. phase and we have a live action phase still coming here. But this is the, the bulk of the watching if you guys are coming along for the ride. Yeah, very exciting. Absolutely here. So, Pete. People want to follow us on uh, on the, here on the podcast feed. They can subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky and the Favorite Podcast platform. The episodes there. I see a lot of fun with Ahsoka One Hundred and One, but see, we want to be on here before Ahsoka actually starts because we have a lot more stuff coming. Yeah, I mean, we're we're giving you content that'll get you ready. Uh, spark notes, if you will. Obviously, go back and listen to our shows about you know Clone Wars and actually watch the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that stuff yourself if you want to. Um, but yeah, if you're not subscribed, you're missing out on all that good content. Yeah, and Nick, people want to follow us on social media. How can they do that? At Sky Guys Podcast. That is on um, Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on TikTok. And it's soon to be on Threads. Yeah, I say soon to be on Threads. I mean, like the migration over has got to come. Yeah. We'll see how that goes here. You can also check out the YouTube version. Mike Phillips on YouTube. The video version of the podcast is on YouTube here. As always, we are bringing in the graphics. And Lego Ahsoka herself is in the is in the shot here. Fading in and out, but she's here. I had a, a, a prop that I showed off last week that you saw, Mike, that Pete, you did not see. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have it. It's over there. But um, I got Mace Windu's lightsaber. Yeah, the collection is growing. Very nice. Yeah. I like that. All right, here. So let's get to a little starters. As we talked about the last couple of podcasts, you know, we're pre-recording some of these. So we're doing them as we record news as the episodes come out. So this is some news as of July 6th. So, Nick, take it away. All right. Um, so not, not much on the news front. Um, we have here that, that John Favreau says that Mando, meaning the character Mando, was never really supposed to be like the the ruler of Mandalore which is a little bit um, surprising because, you know, you gave him the dark saber, you gave him the, uh, the whole idea with the um, mythosaur and that never really turned out to be with him in season three, but you, it, it, um, it was a little surprising. And I guess like the idea was after the first season, maybe even after the second season, you saw that coming as him being the leader of Mandalore and now being told that was never really supposed to be the case. Pete, what do you think about that? Because obviously, I mean, John Favreau in the interview says, 
we gave you hints right away with how heavy it is for him, whereas Bo-Katan picks up and wheels like a butter knife. So, like, what did you think about that? Um, I think it could be two things. I think it could be genuine, or it can also just be a, I don't want to say PR, but something that will kind of justify why they went the direction they did this season. Um, So, I... We don't know what the truth is. We don't know what the writers had in mind. We don't know what the director had in mind. So he could be telling us anything and it could be true or false. So, I mean, I think uh, I think it's one of those two things, like I said, either organically true or it was just a, you know, a move to try to justify the last season. Yep. So we have one more news item here. I think we'll go to Pete for this one, because this is something we talked about our favorite character from uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm going to be off the mic because I'm still yet to meet this character. So give me a thumbs up when I can come back. Yep. All right, so, uh, Pete, you want to talk about Rick the Door Technician again? Yeah, so uh, Rick the Door Technician got a lot of popularity when the game came out. It's a boss battle um, that pretty much has zero health. Yeah, zero zero health, one-hit kill. Um, And a news article came out that the developers actually did this to try to give some comedic relief and some stress relief to players after a huge boss fight and a lot of different enemies. So Rick the Door Technician comes, uh, comes into play right after you fight a ton, a ton of bad guys, a boss or whatever. So they were saying that the news article came out saying that this was indeed, in fact, something to bring a smile to your face, to laugh at after you were stressed out and like just absolutely hammered by the first uh, boss. But what's funny is uh, I think it's funny how many people died from Rick, the door technician, because (laughs) they put that stat out like week one on their Instagram. Um, And I think it's because it's such a big boss fight before that you don't have much health. So if you get one hit by this guy, you're done too. So I think, I think it was funny. I think it's cool. Developers did that and put him in the game. I do love that as well. Just see what they made the point. Cause that whole fight is you get basically three gigantic waves, Imperial forces. They don't give you a checkpoint right after. So you're having to go find one. And you're like, Oh no, I'm not going to find one. You see this Rick guy. I'm like, Oh great. I got to fight another boss. And you get the one shot kills a great morale booster. I think the checkpoint comes right after that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the save points pretty much right there. Um, but yeah, I think th- that's the kind of stuff you like to see in video games because it's not serious. You know what I'm saying? It's a video game. You get it for the story. You get it for the lore. And, and I get that. But Rick the Door Technician, like I said, best video game character ever. He's already his own spinoff. He, yes. He he better make his way into live action because yeah. that would be fantastic at some point. All right. So, Nick, I think that's it for the news this week. Nick has lost the mute button here. As he's going to, <laughs> going to go ahead and put his, his mic back on. Hello. Yep, the news is done. Great. Let's let's talk about whatever we're talking about first, either Tales of the Jedi or the Clone Wars. Yeah, so we're going to do, obviously, uh, Clone Wars Season 7 came out 2020, and Tales of the Jedi came out last year in, I think, what was it, October of 2022, Nick? That sounds right. Yeah, I think it was around then. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to do it like this. Like, we're going to go crying out chronologically. I do the first two shorts first. Then we go to Pete for the Martez sisters. Then we go to you for the final arc. Then you go back to me because my final short comes after the conclusion. Great. Let's do it. So we'll go chronologically here. So we're going to start out with short number one from Tales of the Jedi, Life and Death. This is the very first short we've seen here in the six-episode series here. So we go back all the way to Ahsoka's birth. She's born a small village on her homeworld. When Ahsoka is one years old, her mother takes her out on a hunt. That's traditional custom of the village. Ahsoka's father says, I don't think it's a great idea. She's little. Ahsoka's mother, Pav T, says, hey, she has to learn these things, so why not start now? 
They go out. The village elder blesses Ahsoka and her mother for luck. Ahsoka's mother takes her on, on the walk and tells her how to value all life. She basically has to go out. She kills some kind of elk creature. Ahsoka is scared of this creature dying. But her mom teaches her that she has to face death and basically makes Ahsoka watch her finish killing the elk with a knife. So, Pete, bang up parenting skills from Ahsoka's mom. Yeah. I, um... Not much more to say there. I mean, the, the, these shorts are nice, but I don't, I don't know if it's good. We're going to have some stuff to say about what's going to move forward to the show. But yeah, just just a just a bang up job by the mom. Just <laughs> yeah. fantastic. One year old, unsupervised. No, I mean, uh, the, that's how you do it. I mean, Nick, the thing that bothers me about this, like you're showing your one year old that like you, you killing an animal and you're saying, oh, everything dies. You have to face death at one. <laughs> hey, uh, you don't know how things are in different cultures. This yeah. is not Earth. Earth, I completely agree with you. But I, like Pete said, I don't see many things falling uh, or going forward with this. It reminds me more of a, this is what we're going to see happening in the Clone Wars. Like, that was the future. Like, seeing just, like, I don't know, Ahsoka being afraid of the creature dying, like, having sympathy towards the creature, just kind of, like, showing that she's going to have sympathy towards other species when she gets older, which we know from the Clone Wars. Yeah, there's more of this story here. Obviously, they get attacked by a giant tiger, and the tiger grabs Ahsoka and runs off into the woods. Baby Ahsoka does the Grogu thing with the Rancor where she touches the tiger's nose and calms it with the Force. Back in the village, they at nighttime, the villagers are gathering a search party. The tiger comes back. Ahsoka is riding the tiger like Boba Fett rode the Rancor, and tiger drops her off, returns to the woods. The village elder recognizes that Ahsoka is a Jedi from this experience, so this is Ahsoka's first time using the Force speed. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, I take it, I take it as it is, just like a little cute little short. Plus, you got your Boba Fett callouts with the with, with the taming the the uh, tiger and riding the tiger. Yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Boba Fett's been been a sore subject for me since what was it, 2022, 2021? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember yep. the year. All right, so that's the first short. Now we're going to number two. I think is an interesting one here, which is called "Practice Makes Perfect." And Nick, I don't know if you realize this is the first time you watched it. This one takes place over several years, basically. I did notice that because of our background characters. Yes. So this, the short comes in, starts off. It's the fifth one, by the way. Did this two, three, and four on Count Dooku, and then we go back to Ahsoka for number five. Anakin's running through the Jedi Temple. He comes to watch Ahsoka do a drill against training robots designed to make some battle droids. There are a lot of cameos here in this spot. Obi-Wan's there. Yoda's there. Plo Koon is there. Mace Windu is watching. David Balaba and Caleb Doom, a.k.a. Young Kane and Jarrus, are there. And the test is being run by uh, Nick, your old pal Kara Sanu, who we saw we saw help her find her lights here and then dies in Kenobi. Well, did he die in Kenobi or we saw him dead in Kenobi? He's dead in Kenobi. Yeah, we didn't see him die. But uh, good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Helped a lot. Yeah, so anyway, Soka crushes this test. Anakin is not thrilled because he basically says, this test is useless. Battle droids are dumb. Like, you need to be able to protect yourself against stronger adversaries. So he comes a test for Ahsoka where Rex and his clone troopers in the 501st surround her, run attack patterns of their blaster and set on stun. First time she does this, she has one lightsaber. She deflects three blasts before getting knocked out. They run the drill a lot. And I'll point out here, Nick, this is early Clone Wars. We see this because she still has only one lightsaber at this point. Yes, it's true. And we see her later on running in a hangar. She has two lightsabers. She's doing better at it. And Anakin explains at this point, the purpose of the drill is to give her a tougher test 
that Jedi can provide. So she can handle herself against anything with a blast from the battlefield. She's working on it years later. Has multiple lightsabers significantly improve. Then we flash forward at the end to the arc that we're about to cover in a few minutes with Nick in the finale arc where she and Rex are walking into a hangar with a garrison of stormtroopers here. And Pete, the fun thing about this is that this is a perfect short we said we did our Tales of the Jedi coverage here because this sort of explains like how Ahsoka is so easily able to evade the Order 66 attack from the clone troopers. And she uses the move that Anakin taught her to save her own life in that instance. Yeah, it comes full circle, right? I mean... She, he made her do this drill and this training so many times that second nature now, right? I mean, it just, just shows how much work went into her training and how good of a Jedi she was. Um, so I think it was cool. I think it's cool to see that progression. Then also, like like you said, have a better understanding of how she survived Order 66 in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and Nick, I will also point out here a lot of a very fun, like, sort of, like, mini story here. And I did like the fact that, like, Anakin basically ends up accidentally teaching her how to survive the clone, the, uh, clone Wars because he's having her fight against clones as opposed to the droid test that Terrace knew was running. Yeah, you see it in my in my arc, and you know it comes right, it comes full circle. My my finale arc that I covered for the you know for season seven of the Clone Wars comes full circle. It's interesting that he kind of accidentally taught her that though, considering he was on the other end of it at that point. Yep. So now let's go into season seven here. So Pete's up here to talk about. Uh, our return of Ahsoka, remember, we, she skips season six. After we see her disappear, after she bails on the Jedi Order in season five, we don't see her again until the fifth episode of season seven. She gets four episodes to catch up, and Pete, very distinct time she goes on. Yeah, so um, it's a four-episode arc um, where she meets the Martez sisters. Um, I'm going to try my best to, to do spark notes of this because this is, this is like very Bad Batch-esque. There's not really a lot that goes on. Um and Mike, I'm good to go through the through the synopsis here. There's yeah. nothing else you want to add before yeah. I start. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so pretty much Ahsoka's bike breaks down in Coruscant. She lands in this one of those big tubes where a lot of people are with garages and hangars and stuff like that. And meets um Trace, who's one of the Martez sisters. Pretty much, you get the vibe that Trace is one of those people where you got to pay for my help and all that kind of stuff. And then also, you kind of get the vibe that she's willing to help out and just be friends with the person. Um, so there's some tension. Trace talks about how she doesn't like the Jedi. We later find out that a Jedi killed her parents. Um, but pretty much there's two missions that Ahsoka goes on with these Martez sisters. There is the droid mission, which is not really a mission, but there's the droid mishap that they have on Coruscant. And then there's a spice trade that they kind of mess up and they have to go on an adventure there for that. So the first thing is the droids, the oldest sister, Rafa. Rafa wants to sell droids to someone. They're they're bad droids. They're not programmed correctly. Ahsoka figures that out pretty quickly. They forgot to put a restraining bolt on it. The droid goes nuts in in the town, and Ahsoka helps Trace get the droid back. Fine, done, done deal. Um, after that, Ahsoka kind of joins the crew, and they go on another mission. And this mission was to become, in the future the regular spice delivery system for um i can't remember the species it's the pikes the, it wasn't the yeah but who was selling it to the pikes i can't remember the the back and forth nick do you remember who the who the they're uh... from kessel i believe they're coming from kessel to go deliver to the pikes but anyway so they get hired um 
Ahsoka finds out that they're delivering spice to the Pikes. She freaks out because she knows who the Pikes are. And granted, the Martez sisters don't know she's a Jedi or was a Jedi. So they're like, how do you know all these things? So the youngest who's flying her brand new ship that she built doesn't want to lose her ship because they're arguing back and forth about how dangerous this is. So she decides it's going to be a great idea to just dump the spice in hyperspace. So now everyone's up in arms because it's like, well, now we don't even have spice to deliver. The Pikes are going to be mad. And lo and behold, they try to screw over the Pikes. It doesn't work. They go get thrown in their jail. After being tortured a bunch, they escape. They get caught again. Ahsoka says, I have a plan. Let's go uh, go along with the plan. They go along with the plan, and it is revealed to the Martez sister that Ahsoka is a Jedi. Um, and pr- pretty much, I mean, that's that's the, the whole arc. She, she learns that the Jedi killed her parents. They learn that she left the Jedi, the Jedi way. And one of the little things that I think from this whole arc that is going to carry over not only with her fighting skills, there's a lot of action in these arcs, There's and there's not a lot of knowledge, is Bo-Katan is following her throughout all of this while she's doing the deal with the Pikes. Um, and that leads into the next arc that I believe Nick is going to go over when Ahsoka starts working Bo-Katan. I won't spoil what that is. I'll have Nick obviously explain that. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. They kind of build... They, <laughs> Ahsoka Tano blows up... Um, what I like to call the spice fulfillment center, uh, because that's pretty much what it was. They were just packaging spice and, and sending it off. And it just, it, it it's a very bad batch esque. Like I said, a couple of episodes, it's very mission oriented. You get the return of Ahsoka, but it's not in my opinion, the most meaningful way. I think the next arc that's going to be explained is the more meaningful arc when it comes to her return. Yeah. Nick, before we get to your arc here, do you think there's any chance we see the Martez sisters show up in Ahsoka's show? Because I mean, they did bring with <clears> the bad batch. I'd say probably not, just because they suck. Like people don't want to see them, so I I don't think so. Like I I just I'd say no. Like I would hope not. Although the fact they were brought into bad batch almost immediately does give me concern, Pete. I mean, look if they if they bring them in, they get actresses that are really good and they and they write the character really well. I'll be okay with it. I just I just think that this was very cookie cutter. It was a very cookie cutter ally. We've seen it before, you know, had the Han Solo vibe, you know. So I just, I think that's just the issue. I think the way that their character was written was done before and that we just kind of, it just kind of got shoved down our throats with, hey, we gave you Ahsoka back, but now you got to follow these two around. And I think that's what hurt them a little bit. Although to be fair, at this point in time, I think these guys, would be, the Martin sisters would be like, what do you say, their 40s, 50s? So like they'd not be like bratty teenagers anymore. Yeah, I mean, and look, we didn't like Ahsoka's character in the beginning, right? First two seasons or whatever it is. She was kind of this, like, bratty, annoying Jedi Padawan. So they could grow on us. All right, so let's go to Nick now because Nick sort of picks up right where this arc leads off because Ahsoka meets Bo-Katan. This sort of leads right into the final arc of the show. Yeah, um, I'll do I'll do a spark notes, and then we'll, uh, we'll dig in. So it starts with Ahsoka and Bo-Katan contacting Anakin and Obi-Wan asking them for help with apprehending Maul. And um, he's on Mandalore. And Obi-Wan is kind of against it. Anakin is like so for it. He wants to help any way he can. He's so devoted. He's so excited to see Ahsoka for the first time in, in I don't know, maybe a year? I'd say probably, you say? probably at least six months. Yeah, he's so excited to see her. He's, he's helping any way he can. He's got new lightsaber for her. He gives Ahsoka her own 501st, pretty much. 
like splits the Philo first in, in half and gives her some. And anyway, they show up on uh, Mandalore and it's awesome. The battle scene and explosions everywhere. Gar Saxton running around. Uh, Bo-Katan goes to get the Prime Minister, and Ahsoka goes into the like the uh, the sewers, kind of, and there's Maul. That's the first episode. I mean, it's a lot easier when you sum it up than when you watch it. But yeah. um, the next episode is they fight. Maul and Ahsoka, that is. Uh, Maul is just dropping hints left and right. He knows Sidious. He knows Anakin is being groomed for his role. He knows something's going to happen, beating Order 66. He, he, he's... Just dropping hints left and right, and um, um, it's really cool because this episode is like the first message that we got. We got a little bit of an actually in the first one. I was gonna say that it's the first time that we knew that it took place the same time as Red of the Sith, but you kind of know that from the first one too because Grievous attacks the Capitol. Yeah, but uh, that could have just been another time that Grievous attacked the Capitol. When you learn here, like when you see some of the like the the hologram messages and you see the exact lines You're like wait a minute this is the exact same thing anyway she fights maul and um she essentially wins i mean he he kind of falling to his death and she saves him and then um maul's captured by clones and he is screaming that everyone's gonna die and he's right and then um so they they took back mandalore prime minister is taken out Maul's captured. We're now um, they're on their way to take Maul to the Jedi Council on Coruscant and they say that Obi-Wan tracks Grievous. So, you know, you're really following the movie here at this point where Obi-Wan tracks Grievous in the movie on Utapau. And Order 66 happens, essentially, when they're on the way. And Ahsoka survives the same way she survived in, in Tales of the Jedi, the same thing that she had learned. And um, then she says, wait a minute, I might need Maul for the distraction. So she releases Maul. He does cause a distraction, a huge distraction. And Ahsoka is then able to remove Rex's inhibitor chip from his brain. And then they're looking to get out. And then in the last episode, they escape their, um, that is Ahsoka and Rex will um, escape from the cruiser. Maul destroys the hyperdrive. So the... A vessel is um, has to has to, has to drop at a nearby moon, and on their way down, Ahsoka tries to prevent Maul from getting away, but she fails. So Maul does get away, and Ahsoka and Rex escape to the moon, <clears throat> where they bury all the clones who didn't make it. Maul gets away. We don't know exactly where he goes. I don't think, right? No, we don't really know. I don't think we know. I would imagine he goes to Dathomir. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And uh yeah, Soka and Rex bury all the clones, put their helmets down, whatnot, and then we get a little bit of a fast forward to what seems to be about a year later, six months later, whatever it may be. Actually, maybe longer. Yeah, might be a while. Yeah, it might be a while considering there's no more clone troopers. Yeah. So I, I don't know how long it is exactly, but let's just say five years. I think that's a fair guess. Yeah. You see the stormtroopers and Vader on the same moon, and Vader sees everything, all the clones, whatnot, finds Ahsoka's lightsaber, ignites it. That's how the show ends. Yeah, so Pete, I gotta say, this is definitely peak, like, Clone Wars content here. This is the great way to end the show. Like, 
in terms of like what Ahsoka goes through here, right? Like what like intrigues you the most of like what we saw in that arc? Um, I think it's the 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 growth of the people around her kind of going away. Um, she sees Anakin kind of fall to the dark side. She sees a lot of people get killed. Um, and I think that is a huge turning point in that uh, character's development. Um, more so than when the Jedi the Jedi Order didn't um didn't trust her and she just left the Jedi Order at that point in season five. Um. I think I think that's what's going to carry over. I think the relationship with Rex is going to carry over, um, and I think that all that she has learned about what happened with the Jedi and Jedi and what happened with the Empire it's gonna it's gonna be a huge telling piece. And we kind of see it in the Mandalorian too, and we're, we're going to talk about that in a different show. But you could see that growth even later in years with Rebels and, and everything like that as well. Yeah, for sure, Yuri. Nick, I do think it's interesting that I want to mention specifically Ahsoka's confrontation with Maul like in, on Mandalore, where Maul's basically dropping hints about, like, oh, like, this is what's happening. Like, I wanted to lure Skywalker here to kill Skywalker because I know that my former master is trying to turn him. And then we get this point where she goes to give the briefing to the council, and Mace Windu basically just says, like, None of your business, ordinary citizen. Like, and she says she chooses not to reveal the information that Maul told her about Anakin. So I do think that's also interesting to remember. It is. Is I don't think that's interesting in terms of the Ahsoka show. But I think that's insane, in, unbelievably interesting in terms of the overall Star Wars yeah. story because of what happens after and how it could have been prevented if the Jedi Council wasn't so full of itself, for lack of a better term. I I, I did like uh, also. When in the first episode, Obi-Wan says to Ahsoka, he says, I've killed Maul once. He doesn't like to stay dead. You best <laughs> capture him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good callback by Obi-Wan here. I did I did also like uh, the final meeting we saw between Anakin and Ahsoka P. That was definitely a very fun moment here. And correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think she realizes what he what happens to him until like after until I think in Rebels, I wanna say. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably wrong in my my previous statement then about that growth. It, as you say it, it makes sense because how would she know, yeah. um, unless she sensed it? But yeah, I th I think you're right. I think I need to retract that statement and what I said. So I, probably I think, rebels is more. I think you're right. I think she knew he fell, but I don't think she knows he became Darth Vader. Probably yeah. So it's almost half right. Yeah, take half right. Yeah, I, I find it. I think it's true that she doesn't know until Rebels season two. But it seems hard to believe. Yeah, I think it is true. I don't think she knows until their little battle. But I, it just seems crazy to me. I feel like she would have known a year later. Like Obi Wan, what happened? I know I didn't have a contact with Obi Wan. That's why. But it just seems odd. Some with all these Jedi who survived, she didn't get in contact with anyone. And like rumor, it's just hard to believe that the galaxy didn't know because I don't know. I guess people just assumed he was dead. I don't know. I mean, Obi. I'm sure the Emperor made a point to keep that secret. Yeah, yeah, and I think that ties nicely to my final short here. That does explain a little bit of why Ahsoka would not know these things because, regarding the final tales of Jedi short, which is resolved, and it picks up basically at the end of Episode Three after the whole Clone Wars shenanigans, where she they bury the stormtrooper. She flies to Naboo. We go to Padme Amidala's funeral in animated form. So Nick, first glance here. Were you, were you surprised he got that moment again in animation? No, because it was in the trailer. 
No, but I mean, like, that's no the trail. You were surprised we went back there. Yes. Yeah. I was very surprised, and it was very, um, that's what I'm looking for. Rewarding. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I was very happy that we went back. Yeah, we get another perspective of the funeral because we see that Bail Organa, Mel Mothma are there. Bail's looking around. He notices Ahsoka is hidden in the crowd. He follows her into the palace and asks her why she came to the funeral. Ahsoka says that she came because she was Padme's friend. Bale, like, knows that clones are coming. He helps Ahsoka escape and gives her a comm device to contact him. Ahsoka's not wanted. She's hiding in the rafters. Bale basically gives a speech to the clones while secretly really talking to Ahsoka about fulfilling duty and, you know, being there when the time is right. She and Rex Perry was there. He was hanging out with the ship. They leave, and then they split apart for about uh, 30, about, like, what, like 10 years? Would you say that's right, Nick? Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, so anyway, we flash forward a bit now after that, if they fly away. Ahsoka is working on a farm slash commune, I'm going to call this, to lie low. And right now, we have a, she's working on a group that's basically collecting hay. A giant stag egg collapses on a woman. Or get, Ahsoka saves her using the force by pushing the uh, hay away. Those are struggling to meet Imperial demands for production. The woman's brother is a huge Imperial loyalist. He's talking to one of the old elders, saying, "Hey, the Empire is great to ordinary citizens. We like we have nothing to worry about. We're not re rebellions, uh, rebellious people here." So, Pete, this guy learned the raw, all the wrong takeaways from the Empire. Yeah, for sure. Um... It's cute. It's a, it's a good little short. I like going back to uh, episode three. It helps ties everything in. But yeah, I think it was. Hey, you're right. All all the wrong things. Did, yeah. Just just picked apart every every wrong thing he could. Yep. So the woman confronts Ahsoka, who's going by Ashla at this point. She reveals she saw the the force usage, but promised to keep her secret. Her brother's eavesdropping in. They go sell the hay. They don't make much money on it. They come back. The farm is in burned to the ground. A lot of the villagers are killed. And Inquisitor's there. He's interrogating the brother and the elder. Almost kills the brother. Ahsoka intervenes. Ahsoka, one move, kills him. Basically, dodges him twice, grabs his lightsaber, and chops his head off. So, very ridiculous kill by, by Ahsoka, Nick. Doesn't this seem like a Visions episode to you? A little bit. Like the village and like the protecting. It just seems like that would be like a Visions short. Yeah, a little bit. And it's actually adapted from the Ahsoka novel that came out after the show. Dave Love is basically took that story, tweaked a few things, and said, this is basically the version of the novel that, like, I just subbed up to 20 minutes and, like, contracted it and added in some details. So that's where that came from. So just to finish the, yeah. story, finish the story here, Ahsoka realizes the commune is screwed. She calls Bale to rescue the survivors. Bale asks Ahsoka if she's ready to rejoin the fight. She nods here, so... This is the point where Ahsoka has decided to join the rebellion, Pete. Yeah, it come it can't come at a better time, honestly. Yeah. So Nick, I think that was a fun point because it does sort of tie a thread between this week and what we're doing next week with Rebels, because we do get the answer in Rebels. We gotta talk that's a little spoiler there. We learned at the end of season one that Ahsoka is going by the coding of Fulcrum and she's been in contact with the ghost crew to get them to do things, so this is where if she joins the cause, decides to take up uh, a key role in the resistance. Yeah, they they also mentioned the name Fulcrum in uh, season seven, Clone Wars, yeah. in my arc. But you are right; it's 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 key, and, and it, the more we learn about it, the more we realize that she was heavily involved in the rebellion, even though she wasn't in the original trilogy. 
Yep. So let's go ahead here. Let's let's take a, from what we learned today. What what do you think is going to carry forward to the Ahsoka live action show? Because we're getting much closer to the the current timeline here. So Pia, go to you first. I think. I mean, I, I think the knowledge, and I think that the 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 relationship she builds. I think the Captain Rex relationship. I think even the Martez sisters relationship um, will carry over. But I also think um, it's more the skills. I feel like she's almost right there, right? I mean, I don't think she's learning anything else at this point, right? In these arcs. No, at I think this point, she's, she's, just act, she's acting at this point. Right. So I, I think maybe, maybe just, I'll just say it just maybe just pure knowledge and just the relationship she's built from, from, you know, season five of Clone Wars. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Maul. I wish. No, I, I actually, 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 truly, truly, honestly believe this. In my opinion, if they brought Maul back again, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I would actually be okay with it. I would be like, I don't care. I don't care that it's, it seems like this guy never dies. I, I just think it fits so perfectly in the Mandalorian, or excuse me, Mandoverse storyline. I'm perfectly on board with bringing him back. I I am, think there is a 0.01% chance it happens, but I am fully on board with that because I mean, it just fits perfectly. Yeah. I'll throw a couple things out here. I don't think we're done with the Martezes. I think we get at least a shout out of them in the show. I don't know if we'll get them full time. I think they're going to maybe get an episode of them helping Ahsoka with something. But I think this specific arc that Nick covered here, the finale, I think that this is going to be something like maybe we get a flashback to in live action form because especially knowing we have Hayden Christensen around, that might be a way we get him in the show because maybe we go back to a moment like this or the last time she sees him. Yeah, it's something that we've been wanting as Star Wars fans for a long time, a live action Clone Wars flashback. Yeah. And I, I mean, we we got the flashback in Kenobi of the, the two of them training a little bit. Now, it wasn't really Clone Wars, now was it? Yeah, that was a four episode oh. two, I think. Four episode two, you're right. So I was, I'm hoping for something that's a little more mid battle. Give me Obi Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka, or something like in a battle, something that we've never seen, like another random battle that we never saw an episode of. We go a long way. Yeah, because PFF, there's only two real ways you're bringing him back, Hayden Christensen, in this show is A, in a flashback, or B, as a force ghost. I think more, more likely than not, it's a flashback. Yeah, the flashback makes more sense. Uh, I, 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 I actually feel the opposite. You think the Force Ghost? Yeah, because he is old. I mean, they de-aged like, him Obi. They and it didn't look very good. Uh, I, don't, I think it was. I think it was pretty obvious that he was de-aged there, and I don't think they. I, I, I mean, not that they don't want to do that again. I just think if given the choice, Force Ghost or this, I think they would choose the Force Ghost. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he looks like. I think the difference is though. I think they had to go back to that awkward like Padawan braid haircut situation where it didn't help him well i think like you give him the right wig and like sort of like grow, like grow the hair out again i think that might be easier to hide the hide stuff with the age we'll see yeah we will see i mean he is it confirmed it's not confirmed he's in the show but is he going to be in our character draft i think he's like unofficially confirmed because like we've said he, multiple reports like say oh yeah he's, he's listed though like an imdb or when you like look up cast of ahsoka live action show he comes up as cast. Yeah, i would imagine he's not available in our draft right no he's not so, I mean, we'll see then, because he's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there. And 
I think the, the same amount of chance that Maul is not there is the chance that he is there, which is 99.9, and in Maul's case, 0.1. Yep, so we'll go ahead now talk about next week. We're done with the Clone Wars era of Ahsoka 101. We're going to Rebels next week, so a big lot of Rebels stuff to cover here. Ahsoka factors prominently into some of the storylines. Here's the viewing guy if you are want to come along for the ride of this. Season 2, the first four episodes, episode 10, episode 18, Episodes 21 to 22, which, Nick, you would agree is the highlight of Rebels. I I mean, of course. It's it's one of the highlights of Star Wars. Yeah. And then Season 4, Episode 13. If you have not seen Rebels, you wonder why the split is that way? You will find out next week. And we're going to have a guest with us next week. The great Nick D'Alessio is coming on here. He recently watched Rebels. He's going to come on and do some of the episodes with us here and take part in Soka 101, be a guest lecturer, if you will. Yeah, my, my co-host on the Hyrule guys. Yep. Yeah, Pete and I are still not invited on Hyrule guys. No, but I did hop on Nick's stream about a month, uh, excuse me, about a week ago while he was streaming uh, Zelda, and I helped him out with a glitch, and now he has infinite money. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that's that's coming up next week for the Rebels viewing guide. So th that's the next step here. I want to thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, Pete, if you want to follow you on social media, I'm going to do that. At PJConStory29 on Twitter. Uh, Nick, one more time. How can people follow us on the socials? Um, at SkyGuysPodcast. That is on um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and soon-to-be threads. Yep. You can also follow me on Twitter, MPHILIPS331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. That's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more fun from the Rebels era of the star of the Ahsoka 101, but until then, may the force be with you. Hey!